This is 4H4U2, a podcast from the Mississippi State University Extension Service promoting 4-H programs and positive youth development. Here now your host, Dr. John Long and Kobe Rutherford. All right, welcome back to another 4H4U2 podcast. I'm your host, John Long. And I'm Kobe Rutherford. Kobe, uh, I, you know, it's Maroon Friday here on campus, and everybody here in our uh, podcast studio is decked out in maroon. Uh, you going to the game this weekend? I am not, actually. Mm. We've got some other plans, and I think we're just going to keep it chill this weekend. Uh, you know, when I uh, there were no parking slots uh, in the big parking lot. so Oh, really? Yes, the Maroon Army has arrived, and uh, hopefully we'll have a, a good outcome this weekend. But. I think so. I yeah. think it'll be a, a good game for them. That's good. That's good. And last week was uh, 4-H Day at football. It was. We had a pretty good crowd for that. It was mm. so hot, though. Oh, I feel yeah. like it's still summertime here in Mississippi. Yeah. when it, um, The calendar says fall, but temperatures definitely don't uh, say that. I'll be so glad. We always talk about weather on here because it's so important. We're ready for cool weather to come. And uh, we are excited uh, once again to have a, a, a super great uh, guest on the show with us uh, today, and that is Miss Courtney Headley. Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, John. Good, good, good. Well, we're wanting to uh, basically uh, find out a little bit more about you. That's what we're going to be first talking about. So, Courtney, tell us where you're from and uh, how you got to where you are right now. Well, I am from Starkville, Mississippi. Um, I started with the 4-H Youth Development Department on campus in 2007. And, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, but, you know, she started out by telling a fib. She's not from Starkville originally. You were born where? I was born in South Carolina. Yes. But, hey, I was raised here. Okay. I, I am right. definitely a Jacket alumna. Okay, very good, very good, very good. And you do go on occasion go, go back to... South Carolina, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. What 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 part of South Carolina? Walterboro. Walterboro. Okay. Maybe can you can you go through there for anything uh, traveling wise or? Uh, mostly the beaches are the best. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Charleston. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So anybody out there that's listening to us that have called the 4-H office, they've always almost talked to Courtney at some point in time, especially if they deal with a volunteer program or any kind of community club type information. Mm -hmm. And Courtney, you are a volunteer for a uh, 4-H club here in Octibaha County, right? I am. And tell us about that club. So I have a club that I started once I started working for um, 4-H. I wanted to see what the other side was like. So I started my club, um, and we have been active for over 10 years now. Name of club? The name of our club is the Clover Dogs 4-H Club in Octobahaw County. Dogs. Yes. yes. So a very um, thriving club. Um, we started first with just some of my own children and church uh, friends and uh, or family, and uh, it has just exploded. It has been an amazing experience, and I have loved every minute of it. So uh, how long were – you said you started in 07 uh, in the 4-H office. How long was it before you started your 4-H club? Uh, about a year, about a year. Okay, so you really did you, – you really wanted to get involved in I it. I did. Yeah. I did not, unfortunately, get to grow up with 4-H. So um, when I started seeing all the amazing things that 4-H had to offer, I just had to get another insight of what it was like on the volunteer side and the youth um, teaching side, education side. 
And as a parent, I'll all your children are involved in 4-H in some facet, right? They are. Finally, we have got my little one um, <laughs> old enough that he is a clover bud, and he knows nothing other than 4-H. Like when he sees the symbol, that's the first thing he says is, hey, that's 4-H, Mama. Uh-huh. And shout out to her oldest daughter, yes. Kylie, who is the Northeast Region Vice President. That's exactly yes. right. That's she is right. so proud to um, be representing the Northeast and um, really has enjoyed and thrived in 4-H and is a big advocate of it. It's, it's pretty cool to see see her. I know when you started here, I hadn't been on, well, you and I both started the same year. And to see how she's grown up and attained that, it's really cool. She does a great job, too, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're super proud of her. Yeah. So what kind of life skills do you think your own children and the kids that have been in your club have picked up as a part of 4-H? Oh, goodness. Um mainly they have learned public speaking um, they've learned to set themselves some goals and achieve those goals and as a volunteer um, believing in them and watching them achieve the things that they didn't think was possible and to see the outcome of that um, that is the best part of it is that's the main life skills and taking those things and just another step further mm-hmm. and and believing in themselves what about, uh, and you said this uh, twice already, seeing the other side, uh, what, I guess, uh, what did you go into it with, uh, what did you think about going into it, and then what have you thought about it now that you've been doing it for quite a few years now? Well, I just wanted to see the teaching aspect. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see um, what really 4-H could do for the kids and the outcome. So when we started all of our children were clover buds. And so as they've gotten older, we're getting to see the senior side of it. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got Club Congress, you've got Co-op, you've got National Congress, and all those opportunities that are just there waiting to be taken. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been a great ride. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think when I think about volunteers, and I, I see our 4 agents working around the state, Volunteers are a pivotal part of our extension program, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. and I, especially in counties that only have one agent that has to balance community resource development, FCS, uh, family consumer sciences, basically agriculture and 4-H, they have to have volunteers or Absolutely. they would not be able to have any kind of 4-H programs mm-hmm. of significance, I wouldn't think. Absolutely. I um, truly believe that our club would not be where it is if it was not for the parents and volunteers that are there with me every time that we meet or they're volunteering because there's no way I could do um, or have our club as successful as it is without mm-hmm. them. I mean, they're amazing. How, how many How many did you start out with? How many young people did you start out with? Uh, probably around 10. 10. And, and now, right now you... we're sitting at, um, we have... Uh, going around 50 but right now we're sitting around 40. Wow that's amazing. That's that, that is amazing. and you get a lot of support from the agents in Octavia County for your club. Oh absolutely they are they are wonderful if I have questions because even though I work for the state office there are still things that I'm learning constantly and they're always there uh, eager to give any kind of feedback and help and support and I couldn't do it without them. That's really cool. That is good. Because there are several cl- different community clubs in Octavia County, right? There are. Um, I know I think about the, the controllers and then there's Longview two of Discipleships, those. Longview um, Discipleships. Sun, sun, 
what is it? Sunrise? No, I thought there was another one too. Sunrise or something. Ooh, I'm I not about I, that. I'm trying to remember Miss Poe's club. That's the one name. I'm thinking about. I think. Mm. Yeah. So there's several in the county. It's yeah, and they is. all kind of have different specialties, right? Absolutely. Um, many of them do focus on the community aspect of it and do amazing work in Octobaha County mm-hmm. um, with serving our community. Um, our club, we do community service as well, but we kind of dabble a little bit more on the project side. Mm-hmm. What would you say uh, has been your most um, uh, most popular of those projects? Oh my goodness! Probably robotics, uh-huh. STEM, and robotics. It is. It's that generation, yeah. and these um, youth are just loving it. Yeah. Anytime I can put some Legos in front of them or challenge their brain, I mean, they just love it. It's amazing how how they can put that stuff together. I can't even get it to move. I don't <laughs> know what what what's the future going to be holding for you know for four H twenty years down the road. Who knows? Exactly. Know? I had Clever Buds this past meeting that we were going to only do the builds and then we would program the next time that we met, mm-hmm. and they far surpassed the time. So I was like, okay, well then let's go ahead and start programming. <laughs> That's important is to be flexible, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So how do, you've got a wide range of ages in your club, all the way from clover buds all the way to senior foragers. Yes. How do you balance that dynamic of all the different ages? With volunteers, absolutely volunteers. I could not do it without them because the way that we operate is most clubs are generalized, uh, one project area. But I have such a large variety of youth that, um, yeah, we could do it that way. But there's so many interests that we want to um, supply that need for them. Right. So my different volunteers, we split up and, and we ask the kids what they're interested in for that year. And depending on the project choices of that they have, then um, we'll assign volunteers and they take that on learning about the project and then teaching them. Have you uh, had an instance of where a child, a child comes in and says, you know, I'm really interested in doing this. And it's like, Oh, we don't know anything about that. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. there's so many um, resources on the Internet right. that and curriculum that's out there that it's not difficult. It just takes a parent who is wanting to achieve that right. um, and is as eager as I am to teach the youth. Right. So it's, and that's what it takes, that really, doesn't it? It takes that enthusiasm and absolutely. that desire for sure. So what kind of fun things do y'all do as a club? I mean, I know a lot of it's like project-based. You come together and meet and do um, like state fair exhibits. But do y'all ever take any trips or do fun things? We have taken some trips. We um, Being here in Startville, we've done a lot of trips on campus. We've gone to the Entomology Museum. Um, we have come on campus with uh, what is it, the clothing. Um, oh, yeah. They have like a clothing museum. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been out to Raspit Flight Center before. So here, uh, fortunately, with Mississippi State campus, we have tried to take advantage of those resources. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a diverse opportunities out there for sure. That's for right. sure. How many volunteers do you have in your club? There is a probably about eight to ten. Okay, that's pretty that's pretty good, I would say. How many did you have starting off? Oh, it was just me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, quickly, we need to get some more people in here. I think that's something that we're all pretty good at in Extension is finding people who are the experts in fields to help us out and rely on for information. 
For sure. And it's neat to see that trickle all the way down to the, the county level. <laughs> and I love the fact that, you know, volunteers have such a passion for, uh, as, as Courtney said, for teaching young people that they really take on a lot. And it's, a lot of it's out of their own pocket, you know, and of their time. You know, time's a very valuable asset that we all just have a limited amount of. And volunteers take that time. And I think that's just so important and it's so uh, it's important to recognize that uh, and you know recognition of those volunteers just you never can get enough of that for sure and it's neat to look at your parents too and and find out what hidden talents that they have right and then right. use those resources right. um we have one group that we are starting out um this year that's going to be neat it's going to encompass woodworking and small engine that we've never had before okay so but this is one instance i guess yeah like we so we're about. excited to see how this is going to um pilot and go mm-hmm. forth but um yeah it's going to be really neat that's cool that's cool so last year we had uh, in our annual report we included some numbers of volunteers in Mississippi. I'm going to drop some numbers that I think are pretty cool real quick. Number drop. Yep. So last year we had 5,361 volunteers for 4-H in the state, and the average number of hours contributed by each one of those volunteers was 220 hours. <sighs> now there's been a lot of research on volunteerism, and uh, a lot of folks have put a value on each hour and they have determined the average hourly dollar value of a 4-H volunteer for MSU is $19.81 per hour. Wow. So that would equivalent, equivalent, is that a word? Uh, Probably not. I don't know. We'll we'll make it one today. That would equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday. You can say whatever you want to. $23.3 million. That's amazing. From volunteers. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Just don't, we can't say thank you enough. That's for sure. That is for sure. And that probably doesn't even count the impact they're making within the county. That's probably just for their time. Right, right. Yeah. If they're doing community service, you know, there's probably even an even greater value to that. But you know, one thing you can't put a price on, and this may sound corny, but it's the truth, is the fact of the um, amount of impact that they're having on that young person. You could never put a, a dollar value on that for sure. That's right. You know. Now, Courtney, I know for a fact, because I was there when you got it, you'd, your club has received uh, some recognition and awards and things like that, right? We have, especially with Banner Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell us what that is for folks um, who don't know. So coming up October 1st is when, I be, or October 15th, come one of those days. Check your calendar. Yeah, check your calendar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is when the Banner Club oh, um, books, secretary record books are due. Uh, basically, that is a record book that your club um, contribute or collectively contributes. I mean, is it how ba- does that work? Basically, well, actually, I'm really the only one that does it, but it, mm-hmm. it is a collection of everything that the club has done over the past year right 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 like a resume basically of what you've accomplished it's the same as for the youth but a lot larger version i got you so for your club you want to showcase all the activities that they participated in all the ribbons that they've won um, all the meetings that you've had and it's very important to turn that in and y'all were awarded that what year that was a few years ago you've been awarded it i believe three times three times wow different awards that's awesome and we usually do that recognition at the uh, legislative day yes. in Jackson. So that's that's an opportunity for, again, for the young people to get out and see see the Capitol and, and you know, visit with people in, that are representing our area. 
And as far as volunteers go, there are also opportunities for professional development opportunities within 4-H through MVLA and mm-hmm. um, different trainings that that organization puts on for volunteers that I think are pretty valuable. Absolutely. Uh, just like I said, they're, it's priceless. And, Courtney, I, if I'm not mistaken, don't the MVLA, like, recognize volunteers based on years of service and do some awards and kind of monetary things for volunteers that have excelled in their field? They absolutely do. And I, I can't um, stress enough how important it is for volunteers to go to these forums, the North and South Forum, as well as MVLA, because a lot of times uh, adults want to be able to help youth, but they don't know what they can offer or how to even get started. And those events are there for um, these adults mm-hmm. to succeed in their clubs. Yeah, the, having that information, I know, it can can generate other ideas as well, too. Oh, yes. So it, it's not a not a hey, you got to do this for certain for sure. And but, it's very fun for adults. Oh yeah, got to keep it fun for the for the older people as well. That's you know, right. just like for the young kids too. So older kids are just young kids at heart. So. <laughs> In older bodies. Well, all right, um, Courtney. What do you? Uh, what other things have you got coming down the pipe on on your end as far as a club leader? Have y'all got anything coming up immediately? Um, a lot of community service mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you've got state fair right, right around the corner. Yeah. Um, getting the banner book completed and turned in. We just finished exhibit days in our county, so those are the items that go to state fair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we got cool. some stuff going on. Get awesome. started. Awesome, awesome. Well, we just wish you the the best of luck and you just continued success in all that you do and, and for the hard work that you do. And I know that the young people appreciate it. And as I've always said, if you're doing this now, you never really even get to see on down the road how much an impact that you've had on a young person. You know, it goes and travels beyond this little existence we have here. So thank you so much for your hard work and, uh, again, much success. Thank you all for having me. Loved it. Loved it. See, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be again. <laughs> Kobe, tell everybody where they can go and get more information um, on uh, Extension and 4-H in their area. So to learn more about the MSU Extension programs, you can go to our website at msstate, yeah, excuse me, extension.msstate.edu. It's a mouthful. Or contact any of our county offices. They're located in each county across the state of Mississippi. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that, we're going to wrap this edition of 4H4U2 up, and we'll talk to you next time on youth and 4H youth development. So with that, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for 4H4U2. For more information, please visit extension.msstate.edu and be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 4H4U2 is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service, Office of Agricultural Communications.